Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that too. <laughs> Donald John Trump incited the erection into inciting an erection i'm sorry it's the it's the pleats it's, a, it's actually an optical illusion it's the pattern on the pants that it's not fl- flattering in the, the crotchal region live from the matthews brothers studios why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again uh the um uh... <laughs> are you on track today you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What's that? Oh, yes, yes. I love crack. I'm absolutely cuckoo for crack. Crack, you never go back. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. 844-500-4242. Chris Christie is out of the uh, Republican race. He, you know, no one's surprised, but he uh, decided to get out before he was embarrassed next uh, Monday in the Iowa caucuses. And he, I guess he's going to endorse Nikki Haley, or, but uh, he already said she's going to get smoked by uh, Donald Trump. And uh, he, he denigrated her chances. He denigrated Ron DeSantis on his way out the door. On a hot mic. On a hot mic. We'll uh, we'll be covering that as we uh, as we go through the rest of the show, but uh, we wanted to uh, talk to uh, someone from the Massachusetts Family Institute. We've been trying to check in on local local issues uh, that are uh, that that involve the uh, the the families, particularly the Massachusetts Family Institute. It's a, a local uh, local organization that does a lot of good work. Uh, it's 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 an uphill struggle at the state house to try to uh, defend uh, traditional values, shall we say. And uh, joining us now on the line is uh, Sam, uh, Sam Whiting. He's a, a lawyer for the uh, Massachusetts Family Institute. And we were going to discuss a couple of issues with uh, Sam. Sam, thanks for being with us here on the Howie Car Show. Thanks so much for having me on, Howie. And tell us, tell us a little, before we talk about some of the issues, uh, tell us a little bit about the Massachusetts Family Institute. Sure. So we're a nonprofit Christian research, uh, education, and advocacy organization based in Wakefield. Um, we're the only organization of our kind in Massachusetts, and our mission is to strengthen the family and the Christian principles on which it's founded in Massachusetts. And uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about tonight is a uh, a, a pornographic school book bills. And it's called an act regarding free expression, and basically they're trying to keep these uh, these these horribly inappropriate books in uh, school libraries. Is is that is that what they're trying to do here with this uh, legislation? That's right. So I think as a lot of parents found out during COVID, um, some of the content that their kids are exposed to at school, whether it's in the classroom or through the school library. Um, is just absolutely egregious um, and really actually pornographic. So, uh, you know, when parents spoke up and tried to get some of these books out of school libraries, of course, people on the left started calling them book banners. 
told them that they were homophobic. Because Don't say gay. Have... Right, and as yeah, they exactly, said in Florida, exactly. which was total nonsense. Right, because, I mean, whether we're talking about uh, homosexual characters or straight characters, the acts described in these books would not be appropriate for any kid. Right. And I, and so, I think uh, Ron DeSantis, you know, he's he's in the news a lot lately. But remember when uh, when he when he was doing the "Don't Say Gay" uh, legislation in Florida, it, which had nothing to do with saying gay, they uh, they they kept saying that these are these are appropriate books. And he said, "Well, let's let's put some of them up on the screen." He was having a live press conference, and all the TV stations in Florida that were covering the press conference live had to cut out because it was X-rated material. If they'd have shown it, it would have been a violation of. Uh, Federal Communications Commission standards. That's right. I mean, I could read excerpts from some of these books on your show, but I don't want to get your show, show taken off the air. Um, so, yeah. So, who who sponsored this legislation? The so this was uh, sponsored, brought forth by Senator Sear. Um, the Senate bill was, and Se- then, Senator he, Sear from uh, uh, Cape Cod, who's who's gay. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's but right. I, you know, but you know, a lot of gay people aren't in on this uh, on this sort of thing either. But he just, ha- I just wanted to point that out. Who uh, are there any other uh, sponsors whose names are on this legislation? Well, so then there's a House bill um, that was introduced by Representative Moran, who is up, uh, from Boston. Oh God. Okay, so the, these are the so what do these bills have a, a chance of uh, so what what is what do the bills do exactly they they make it easier to uh, to keep the book to to stop parents from getting these books removed from the shelves correct <laughs> that's right so I mean um, you know parents show up to school committee meetings and you know you'll you'll see videos online of their valiant efforts to get some of these books taken off the shelves but what this uh, bill would do is basically remove any discretion from local school committees about uh, you know deciding whether a book is or is not appropriate for kids in their school district, and it would give almost all of that discretion to these woke librarians who work in these uh, school districts. And then you know if if a librarian decided that a book was appropriate for uh, kids, then the only way that the school district could remove that book is through this really cumbersome removal process that would take probably months, and they'd have to meet this crazy, uh, unrealistic standard that basically says the only way you can take a book off the shelf if the librarian has put it there is if you can find by clear and convincing evidence that it has no educational value or that it's not appropriate for any children who attend the school. So, I mean, functionally, that means that if if a, a high school senior could potentially read the book and not be scandalized by it, then it, it also has to be available to the to the freshman or to the sixth grader if the high school and middle school share a library. Um, I'm, so I'm just looking at your really release. The, finally, the bills give people the right to sue their school if they disagree with the school's decision to remove an explicit book. Let's just litter up the courts a little bit more with uh, people trying to keep uh, X-rated books in uh, public school libraries. That's what a, what a great idea that is. You know, I just I have a yeah, grandson exactly. who's like two year, who's like two and a half years old, very smart kid. And uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I always want to buy him books. He loves to go to the library. His, his mother, my daughter, takes him there twice a week. And, and I always, I'm always worried. And uh, one, of, uh, one of his aunts sent him a book. And I was thinking, uh-oh, I, I wonder if she, uh, she, 
she, you know, checked it out first. You know what the title of the book was? Grumpy Monkey. So it was about animals. So I said, okay, that's a safe book. But if it's a book about humans, you've really got to check these books out very carefully, don't you? Don't you, Sam? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and some of the books have fairly, uh, you know, innocuous titles. You wouldn't think that there's graphic content in them, but then you crack the cover open and uh, it's crazy. And a line that we hear often, um, along with accusing parents of being homophobic and all that, is that, oh, you're just taking these passages out of context. Uh, You know, if you read the whole book, you'll really see how it's a beautiful story about coming of age and all that. Um, But our question in response to that is, you know, in what context is it appropriate to describe in graphic detail, you know, anal sex, oral sex, things like that, uh, again, that we we can't talk about on air here, um, to children who who might be, you know, young minors? Oh, just... What a what a terrible thing! So this these are these are bills that are, are pending before various committees and uh, has and and I, I don't know do do they have any chance of passing or not? What do you think? I mean, there were late filed bills, so typically you know they probably shouldn't even be looking at these. But the fact that they took them up and they gave them a hearing today before the education committee, um, which we testified at. Um, makes me think that they do have a chance of passing. So we're really trying to mobilize as many people as possible now to, um, you know, contact your legislator and submit written testimony to this committee and just urge them uh, to vote uh, vote these bills down. And these are the uh, it's uh, the numbers are uh, House Bill four two two nine and Senate Bill two five two eight. And uh, I assume they're on your website, so people can check it out on your website, right? Uh, if What's your, give us your website uh, address. Yeah, so our website is mafamily.org. So if anyone wants more information, definitely visit our website, go to the Take Action page that we have on there, uh, and scroll down, and these bills are right there, uh, and we give you all the tools that you need to oppose these bills. Yeah, and and your legislators don't have to make that quote-unquote homophobic vote. Just tell them to not send it out of co- these these bills out of committee. That's all they have to do. You know, they can they can kill right. them uh, very quickly and uh, without any uh, without any fanfare and uh, accusations of homophobia, transphobia, et cetera, et cetera. You know how you know how that works, uh, Sam Sam Wedding. Sure, sure. I mean, there's plenty of other things that our legislature needs to deal with at this point. So, uh, you know, they can just take a pass on this one uh, and they don't have to face those types of accusations, as you're saying. Yeah. Justin from Boyle's Body Work says, next time we talk, remind me to tell you the story of what I just went through with my youngest girls' schools over a book the drama teacher read them. This stuff is sick. Yeah, it, it is. It, it And you got to watch out. I, I, before I left... Uh, left Massachusetts to come back to Florida. We were at the, the our, our local library, and this uh, librarian came in and said, uh, hey, we're having a drag king hour. I was, I was amazed. Yep. I thought, you know, I'd read about yep. this stuff happening, but I never thought it would happen to me, right? But, uh, but I, you know, I said, let's get, let's get this uh, kid out of here. We, we don't want to, we don't want this, you know? Ugh, no, it's, it's insane. Just, and, you, and you have to question what the motives are. Right. 
Yeah, it's yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have Sam uh, uh, Whiting uh, hang on. We're gonna come back with one more segment with you about uh, some other uh, some other pending legislation. But if you want to uh, check out uh, the uh, Mass Family Institute and their website and find out about this uh, pornographic uh, school book bill bills that are pending in the legislature, go to mafamily.org, mafamily.org. We'll be right back, uh, Sam. Uh, Hold on. I'm Howie Carr. Howie Carr. We'll be right back. This hour of the Howie Carr Show is brought to you in part by Pates in Chatham, Mass. Join them this Thursday for the Camus Wine Dinner. Camus Wine is the jewel of Napa Valley. The chef will be preparing amazing dishes to complement each glass of Camus. Go to patesrestaurant.com. There's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning, uh, there's help, they're, you know, being there. This is Nikki Haley. Look, I'll just say it. Biden's too old. And Congress is the most exclusive nursing home in America. Washington keeps failing because politicians from yesterday can't lead us into tomorrow. Nikki Haley, a new generation of conservative leadership. We need term limits, mental competency tests for politicians over 75, and a real plan to defeat China and restore our economy. I've long said Biden's not going to make it, and a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for President Kamala Harris. Republicans need to leave behind the chaos and drama of the past with a new generation and a new conservative president. I'm Nikki Haley, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Nikki Haley for president. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. If you're looking to get your gun license, we've added tons of LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes. Plus, visit us any Tuesday for free gun rentals on the range. And don't forget to listen to Rapid Fire, our talk show about guns, freedom, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune in to all this and more at capegunworks.com. Cape Gunworks, give us a shot. Car Show is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by DiStefano Hair Restoration. For December only, get fourth for January only, I should say, get four thousand dollars off their highly sought-after FUE hair transplant. Go to hairman.com and type Howie Special into the message field when you submit a request for your consultation. That's hairman.com. Hairman.com. Taylor, what is the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is which type of roadside litter irritates you the most? Loser scratch tickets, styrofoam coffee cups, Fauci face masks, syringes, or nip bottles? Fauci face masks. 52% say face masks. All right. 844-500-4242. With us is uh, Sam uh, Whiting from the Massachusetts Family Institute. It's a, uh, a group that's uh, dedicated to uh, Christian values, promoting them in, uh, in the public uh, sphere. And it's, uh, it's, it's an uphill struggle, obviously. And we're talking about uh, some of the, the actions of the, of the state government or proposed actions of the state government that uh, are not going to help the family, not going to help traditional American families uh, and values. 
Uh, Sam, we got a guy who wants to talk about uh, some of the other uh, classes in uh, K-12. Can we take a, you got time to take a call before we talk about some other issues? Sure. Sounds good to me. Ron, you're next with Howie Carr and Sam Whiting from the Massachusetts Family Institute. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, Howie and Sam. Thank you for the privilege. Um, I just wanted to mention quickly that um, I heard today on Beacon Hill that they were uh, they were had a hearing on a bill about personal finance uh, mandatory curriculum for K through 12. I think that's great. I think that's something that uh, conservatives should really get behind. Um, because these kids are graduating from college, they can't even spell 401k. And um, I, it's just, I, it's something that I, it, I think it's, it's long, sorely needed. And um, I think this is an issue that a lot of people from the whole political spectrum can get behind. And, um, and it would be a helpful to the, probably to the mass GOP if they got behind it too as well. Sam, did you hear anything when you were up on uh, at the uh, Education Committee hearings today about this bill? Uh, it doesn't sound like something that fits into the DEI uh, curriculum or the CRT curriculum. That's all they seem to care about in the public schools now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, actually, uh, I listened through a lot of the testimonies from students showing up uh, testifying in favor of that bill. And I agree, it's a great idea. I just wish that our uh, state government spent more uh, time and money thinking about personal finance issues for students rather than indoctrinating them in, uh, you know, LGBT ideology. First, maybe they ought to start thinking about the state budget before they go to get to their personal budgets. They got a big, big problem with their state budgets, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So, uh, meanwhile, the State Department of Public Health, with all the other terrible uh, issues facing the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, fentanyl, illegal aliens, uh, just uh, bike lanes even. They're, uh, they're concerned about now anti-abortion set- centers, public uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Am I right, Sam? That, that, that's right. That's right. So last week they sent out a uh, memorandum, uh, which on, you know, at face value seemed uh, pretty harmless. But when you read between the lines and look at the context, it's pretty clear that they're trying to intimidate medical professionals in Massachusetts into not working with pro-life uh, crisis pregnancy centers or as we call them pregnancy resource centers. Yeah, they they uh, they're they're say they want to quote unquote ensure the facilities are operating transparently. But the the <laughs> the the difficulty comes in the definition of transparency, doesn't it, Sam? Right. And I mean, the, these, clinic, these clinics and these centers across Massachusetts, there's about 30, uh, 30 or more of them. And they have a great reputation for, you know, being charitable centers. They, they never charge women a dime. Uh, and they, they have a, uh, about a 95% satisfaction rating with their clients. So really what this is, is, uh, you know, this is our State Department of Public Health being weaponized as a tool by the left. Um, in order to crush any opposition to abortion, uh, any remaining opposition, I should say, in Massachusetts. This is just, uh, the state is, uh, is, is really circling the drain. It's, uh, you, this is what happens in a one-party state. Elections have consequences. we got a lot of problems here. And uh, so 
the Massachusetts Family Institute is uh, trying to hold the line and trying to, uh, you know, uh, make some ad- advances against the uh, the deep state that uh, that has been uh, moving uh, relentlessly to stamp out all opposition. Where do people go to uh, to check out what you guys are doing, Sam? Yeah, so it's mafamily.org. Uh, we have a page dedicated to life. Uh, we're going to be sending a response to the Department of Public Health on this memo uh, at some point in the near future. So people can keep an eye out for that. They can also sign up for email updates on our website. Um, but I imagine we'll be messaging about this in the near future because, um, you know, we want to make clear that the Department of Public Health can't get away with trying to intimidate people just because they hold pro-life views. And if they continue to try to do that and they violate people's free speech rights and religious liberty rights, um, and we'll be more than willing to represent some of these pregnancy resource centers in court. So go to mafamily.org and get on their email list so you can read what's happening. Read it and weep sometimes. We'll be right back with a state representative about the budget crisis. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. We, we were just talking to uh, Sam Whiting from the Mass Family Institute and one of the callers about bills that were heard today at the, uh, at the State House about having a mandatory financial education for public school students uh, in K, K through 12 so, so they'll learn how to balance a checkbook or the, the Internet equivalent of a checkbook, I guess. And uh, I, I mentioned that maybe the people that are uh, the elected officials on Beacon Hill should uh, have to take one of those courses to learn how to balance the budget because it's, it looks like it's way, way out of whack uh, they're they're starting to make uh, huge cuts, three hundred and seventy five million dollars in uh, in discretionary local aid because they've brought in so many uh, illegal aliens into the Commonwealth, and they're providing them with uh, all sorts of welfare, and it's just crushing the budget. They've already approved a supplemental budget of a couple of billion dollars, and uh, it's just it's eating a hole in the entire budget. And now they're having to make cuts on local programs that U.S. citizens rely on. Uh, so, you know, you, you looked at this happening earlier in, in places like New York City and Chicago, and you say to yourself, well, this is terrible. But now it's happening in Massachusetts as well. And uh, one of the people that's, uh, that's, that's district, uh, whose district is being uh, definitely uh, imperiled here is uh, Dave DeCoast. He's a Republican state rep and a member of the Republican State Committee from Norwell. And uh, he, he's, uh, he, he, was, he was talking today about uh, what's happening uh, in his district with these cuts that are being made to provide more money for the uh, foreign freeloaders who are coming in. Representative Dave DeCoast, uh, tell us what's going on, on uh, in, in your, your own district with uh, these cuts. Hi, Howie. Uh, thank you for having me on. Down, down in our neck of the woods, we, we were, I thought I had been spared, naive that I was. But I got a call uh, Sunday night by the, the administration finance bureaucrats, who, who are always very professional. And um, they texted me. I had called in. And the, the bottom line is our, tar- our, our cuts down here involve uh, 
cardiac screenings, which proved to be very important, especially since, for one reason or another, the the, uh, the impact of myo the, the swollen hearts basically among young men are becoming more uh, frequent, and we've had cuts to a screening program in Hanson. That fifty percent of that is gone from sixty to thirty thousand dollars. The Hanson Fire Department administrated that, and then the our local uh, council on agents, which are just terrific terrific organizations they they do health screening they help with taxes for our senior citizens they provide meals they provide training social i mean just just all sorts of good stuff at a very low cost and we had earmarks in norwell and uh, rockland for thirty thousand dollars and they both went down by 15 and the ironic thing or maybe not so ironic but the frustrating i guess would probably be a better word right up the street here uh, on the Rockland Norwell line, I have. Uh, uh, I, I know have, where you go. I know where you, we all know where you're going with this, Representative DeCoast. But yeah. you know, the, fill us in, all the people who don't know what you're about to say. Go yeah, ahead. Right on the Norwell Rockland line, we've, I've got a comfort in here that that uh, has, has at least 60 families. No, we there seems to be a lot of traffic in and out, but at least 60 families, um, costing tens of thousands of dollars a week in, in catering and food stamps and which by the way from what I last I was up there last week apparently they're growing the catered meals are growing old they want more variety but it, it's uh, you can't make this they can't make this up Howie and yet we we have uh, our uh, very effective programs for uh, local senior centers American citizens um, veterans they have veterans organizations in the Hanover Norway they're just, they're just terrific and they're getting cut back and I before I hang before the end of the, 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 I do want to say that if anybody in the local areas has any extra money for for uh, that they have for charity charitable purposes, it never hurts to drop whether it be food cards from market baskets, a big Y or Shaw's. If you give them to either our veterans agents in any of the four towns, Hanover, Hanson, Rockland, Norwell, or the Council on Aging, I guarantee not a penny of that money will be wasted and will get to our citizens as opposed to people who who aren't here who are claiming to be what we all know they are not which is asylum seekers but yeah that's that's where we are right now we're 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 cutting back on basic basic public health screenings and really basic services for our senior citizens you know you talk about those youth cardiac screenings i just got a uh, an email a couple of days ago from a friend of mine in boston and uh, he he has some kids who went to a local private uh, high school i think it's i i guess i can say it bc high and this 20 uh, year old kid he was in fine health he was out walking his dogs and uh, he just dropped dead i mean that how that never used to happen can't you know? imagine what would be happening howie but i i could tell you the firefighters in hansen uh, did a terrific job with this program last year, and we're going to do our best to find locally. There might be some businessmen or women who are willing to step up and uh, meet that shortfall, but we had it uh, fully funded, and now we don't. This is just uh, this is just terrible. What's uh, what's happening up there? What what is what are they going to do? I mean, they you know the more the more money, the more freebies you give these freeloaders, the more of them are going to come into the state. This does, where, do, where does this end? I'm not sure it ends. I mean, it is. And most, most people, a lot of people still are not aware of this. As much, as much uh, you know, coverage that the Herald and yourself do and RKO in the morning and, and other 
media. A lot of people aren't, aren't aware of the, the extent and, and what hasn't been done. I mean, my first thought when I thought of car, you know, cutbacks, I thought, well, surely, how about cutting back or putting a hiring freeze on the UMass system bureaucrats? How does that sound? Oh, my God. Did you see those salaries, by the way? Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I mean, Matt's Marty Matt's Meehan Matt's is Matt's making a hundred eight hundred and two thousand dollars a year. Eight hundred, and so when he retires, eight hundred thousand times eighty is six hundred and forty thousand bucks. The former DA of uh, Middlesex County, Jerry Leone, is making uh, uh, close to four hundred thousand a year. The the uh, executive vice chancellor uh, of uh, DEI Diversity Equity and uh, Inclusion at UMass is her name is her first name is Nefertiti. She's making over four hundred thousand a year. The basketball coach is making one point six million. The football coach is making eight hundred thousand. I mean, it's amazing. UMass is eating up eighteen percent of the state budget. Dave DeCoast. it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, what I always what I always look at is is you know, and maybe it's a function of my background, but I always look at the what what do they pay the Joint Chiefs of Staff? And right now, Marty is making about two and a half times what the what the head of the entire military is being paid. And no, you think about it though, it is it it, it it's but the, and there's no you know, you have there's no service in public service. This is this is going home with a great big paycheck and an even better pension, uh, for life. But I um I, I hope we take a closer look maybe and start seeing some I would not I would not one area I would not put a freeze on is public safety. Uh, because we're hurting there. We're hurting in corrections we're hurting in the in the state police, and I know they haven't operated perfectly. But our local police forces, uh, we're hurting there. But certainly the administrative functions within not just not just the uh, the the state uh, college systems, but Massport, uh, the MBTA, MWRA. Um, there are a whole host of uh, of local administrative, I should say, state administrative uh, uh, functions that really we could look at and freeze in my opinion. You, you know, you, you talk about these people seeking asylum, and I, I, I printed out a story today, it was in the Globe a, little, a few weeks ago, and about the shelter crisis, migrant families in Massachusetts wait as debate persists. And they have a, a, it's a sob story about two Haitians who came over. They both worked overnight shifts and long hours, but it grew to be too much. They left their jobs and sought state assistance so they could better support their two children. And the woman is pregnant with a third child. So these are these are Haitians who came in illegally. They're here illegally. They got tired of working, so they went on welfare, and now they're living on the arm in a shelter, and the, the, the woman's about to give birth to a third. This one will be an anchor baby, I guess. I mean, what what about Americans? What what about the what about the people who were served by the Council of Aging?s What about the people who were for the the kids who were forced to take these uh, these vaccines and are now just keeling over? Yeah, and and, and the, there, there are other cuts coming up, as you probably know. I think, in fact, I remember you talking about it a while ago. The city of Boston, not too long ago, cut back eight hundred thousand dollars from their veterans. Uh, from their veteran services accounts. Um, and I am afraid that's going to be, you make a good point regarding the healthcare, by the way, because the $1 billion deficit and the cost of, of our new arrivals, let's say, uh, what we're not calculating very well is the burden on mass health. And I can tell you that, uh, that is enormous. And, and to your 
And to your point, uh, the last time I talked to her, my favorite mayor down in Taunton, Sean O'Connell, mentioned that uh, when sh- her new arrivals down there, there were 18 pregnancies. In the, in the course of 60 days or so, they are now up to, uh, now up to 47. So 18 to about 47 and growing. And I haven't heard what, what, the, last, what the last month has entailed. But you can, you can look at that all through the Commonwealth. And uh, it is just going to be a, a massive drain, not only on mass health, but on the entire health system. We're not making any new nurses or doctors very quickly to keep up with this. And a lot of them are leaving the state, as I know you've, you've, you've reported, <laughs> because going to, green, going to greener pastures. So all of the problems, whether it be incarceration, mass health, uh, housing availability, um, we, we public education. Public education, my housing authorities down here, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in the local housing, Hanson, Rockland, Norwell, um, the, the, the Catholic Church runs great, uh, great uh, local housing, low-income, real low-income housing in the local Cardinal Cushing area, and all of those are overwhelmed. And once again, the housing that we are here, which was supposed to be and sold as, housing for the elderly and housing for, and right now it should be, local elderly and developmentally disabled individuals who are capable of independent living. If you talk to the individuals who are running that, the local, the local uh, administrators who are doing a great job, by the way, they will tell you the state has become involved in terms of placing. And basically, they place now locally throughout all of Massachusetts, and it's not going to surprise you. W, another, a public state radio station did a good job on this covering it it is just dreadful in terms of the delays the norwell for instance used to roll over housing in four days people would be uh, uh leaving on a friday and by monday or tuesday new people are going in now the the vacancy rates are going months months long because the the state of massachusetts has become involved our, our do-gooders on beacon hill our beacon hill beacon hill bureaucrats have become involved, and the result is just absolute chaos. By the way, while they're making all these cuts so that they can provide more money for illegal aliens, there has been, I have a, I have a breaking story for you, Representative DeCoste. There is, you probably heard it. It's, uh, it's on the Herald website. I got a tip on it this afternoon. There's been another nationwide search. The former chairman of the Massachusetts Democrat Party, Gus Bickford, They've created a new $163,000 a year job for him at uh, the Department of Transportation. Mass DOT, Gus Bigford, has got a, uh, has, has got a new job, and he's going, to be the, he's going to oversee the agency's legislative office. Boy, that's a, uh, that's a, a uh, really necessary, vital position going forward, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it, I'm, I'm sure his, his improvements to efficiencies would more than pay for the cost of his new, new salary. Uh, you can't make it up, Howie. You can't make it up. And uh, at some point, they're, they're cutting like, local programs and hiring more hacks. And again, yeah. you say, well, the, compared to Marty Meehan, he's a bargain. He's getting one fifth of the money Marty Meehan's getting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, it, 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 is, it is getting worse. So my hope is that these nine kicks. Cuts. And I did. I made it a point to contact all of my all of my uh, town administrators in the four towns. I and, and give them a heads up that this will look at that. But, but again, locally uh, revenues. We're, we're talking in many cases. People are people are proposing you know prop two and a half overrides. And I could tell you, 
the people I talk to, at least, they're not open to this anymore. Uh, they're not no. open to the new, you know, and, and that's what's going to happen. I think local aid cuts, we're going to get a, sh- a shock with our Chapter 70, our Chapter 90 money, 90 being roads, 70 being local operations. I think they're going to get a shock coming up when the new numbers come out. And uh, Elections have consequences, Representative DeCoast, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad you've survived some of the uh, travails of the Republican Party in the state, and I'm, uh, I'm glad you're, uh, you're, you're still on the job. And we'll be talking to you more and keep us informed about uh, what's going on on Beacon Hill. As, as bad as the news is, we need, to, we need to keep up on it. That's Representative Dave DeCoast from uh, Norwell, and uh, he's a candidate for the state committee as well as for election. 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. Become a Howie Car Show super fan. Subscribe to Howie's newsletter and you'll get the latest news, columns, cheap bastard deals, and other special offers from the Howie Car Show. Just enter your name and email at HowieCarshow.com. He's Howie Carr and he's back. Ron Mariano, the Speaker of the House today, said uh, you know, the press availability that's getting harder to support, uh, you know, bringing all these foreign freeloaders. He, he talk, they keep talking about migrants, migrants and homeless shelters, but it's, it's basically illegal alien criminals coming into the state that they're talking about. It's getting harder to support now that the budgets are having to be cut for Americans, people who actually pay taxes, who work and who take responsibility for their own their their own uh, upkeep 8445 show it's at least democrats are saying it's getting harder to support this this uh, nonsense that's going on by the way this is uh, probably going to be your last chance to get a uh, cheap bastard deal for cape gunworks membership it's a uh, $575 value for 250 bucks at Cape Gunworks in Hyannis. It's the premier uh, gun range in New England. You can get everything. And this is a year, year-long year membership. It's got all kinds of stuff, access to their indoor uh, ranges, free gun rentals, no copay with uh, your guest, et cetera. There's a lot of stuff. Check it out. Uh, check out the deal at howiecarshow.com and click on store. It's a great deal. When they're gone, they're gone, and there are not many left. 844-500-4242. Uh, Henry, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Henry. Breaking news in Norwood, Howie, in the Norwood record. 75 migrant families into the Norwood Hotel for temporary shelter as they navigate the asylum process. The temporary. Temp- it's only temporary. You know, kind of like life itself is temporary, Henry. You think they'll ever leave? I doubt it. The state is giving Norwood $104 a day per student, and hotels are getting 100 to $200 a night to house them. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. And there'll soon be some cutbacks to uh, the, uh, the to the programs, as uh, Dave DeCoste was saying, in, uh, in, in your roads, your town budgets, your, uh, your, your councils on the aging, the, uh, all, all of the uh, extra programs the state funds. Our, uh, will be soon be going out of business for the migrants, the migrants who are seeking asylum. They're navigating the process. Isn't that great? 
Chris Christie won't be down for breakfast, except he will be down somewhere. I'm Howie Carr.